everybody, and welcome to episode 28.5. You're getting a little bonus episode of Three Course Politics Podcast. So today, we're going to have a shorter, much shorter episode for you. Uh, Josh and I are going to give our individual takes on Joe Biden picking Kamala Harris as his vice presidential nominee running mate, and we're going to say what it means. We're going to talk about why we think she's a good pick for Joe, how it helps his chances, and things to look for going forward. So we know we haven't recorded an episode for you yet. We are planning on it, but it will be in your in your podcast app soon. But for now, enjoy this short episode. I will go first, and then Josh will give his take after mine. So let's get started. Kamala Harris is making history. She is the first black woman chosen as a vice presidential nominee, which is something to be said in itself. Also, if you go back into the podcast feed on September 21st, 2019, I had a hot take and I said that Joe Biden would choose Kamala Harris as his running mate if he was chosen. And it's been, I know it's been common knowledge for a while, but I was saying it way back then. So I'm just going to take that credit and roll with it. Number one, what happened? So just an intro, if you have been living under a rock or not paying attention to the news, Joe Biden has chosen uh, California Senator Kamala Harris to be his vice vice presidential running mate on the ticket. Um, It was announced on Tuesday um, around four-ish, and his website got changed. All of his merch are now in the stores. And it was reported in the 48 hours after he announced Kamala. He raised $48 million online. And to put that in perspective, he raised $60 million in all of 2019. So (laughs) in about 48 hours, he raised almost as much as an entire year of fundraising, which we'll get into in a minute, but it's pretty big for his campaign. Why do I think Kamala is a good pick for Joe? So Kamala, um, for all you... All you guys out there that may not believe it, Kamala is has a very progressive uh, voting record in the Senate, and I think she'll she's good for a number of reasons. I think she's obviously brings young, charismatic energy into the campaign, and I think she'll be willing to push him. Obviously, we saw on the debate stage last summer when she really delivered that first punch to Joe Biden about school busing. She's got punch in her, and she can push back when she when she needs to. She is also part of the Senate, so she understands Joe Biden's culture. She was friends with his uh, late son, Beau Biden. So I think they really have a chemistry together, despite what you saw on the debate stage. And I think that she can really present a good um, competing vision um, for his campaign. And what I mean by that is that I think she can really rev up some of the things that we've been talking about in terms of policy that needs to be rolled out in terms of flashiness that he may not look for, but I think he probably needs in order to win. So I think they do complement each other. And I do think she has been basically publicly vetted. I mean, she ran for president. So the things that are not out there right now, I, I would hope are few and far between. And, um, There are things that she definitely needs to talk about and her record as attorney general of California. There are some there are some good things she could talk about, but there's also some things that are less savory, um, especially uh, against communities of color. So I think she needs to answer for that. But I think, um, you know, when she has a good answer or at least an answer that is truthful, 
on that. And for the public, I think she'll probably get ahead of that. Uh, number three, how does it help his chances in, in 2020? So anecdotally, I don't have statistical evidence of this in polling or anything like it. Uh, there was one very small poll that showed a more enthusiasm to vote for the Biden ticket after Kamala got got picked, but it's only been two days, so I don't think the polling is quite out yet. But there's lots of individual stories, Twitter, on the news, etc., about how Democrats, and in my personal life too, how people that I know who were fine with Joe Biden, but they're really excited about Kamala. And I know for some people it might be hard to envision how you can be excited about her, but I think if you step out of the bubble of us just talking the ins and outs of politics every single day, Kamala is a pretty likable figure in the Democratic Party, and she inspires a lot of women. So I think it cannot be lost that a lot of women of color and a lot of women in general do admire her and look up to her. And I think it's a net asset for his campaign as he goes for women, keeps women in the Democratic coalition in the suburbs, drives out the women vote, and especially tries to win over a majority of white women, which Trump did win in 2016. So I think she brings in the enthusiasm and some of the progressive bona fides that progress that the progressive faction was looking for into this campaign, which is only a net asset. And Josh and I spoke on the last episode about how he needs to do better with the African American community, how he needs to do better with Latinos, and how he needs to be do better with young progressives. She doesn't check all the boxes, but I think she can really help make inroads because at the end of the day, Kamala Harris is a way to turn out your base rather than maybe reach Republican voters, which, you know, that the vice president is supposed to help support your ticket at the end of the day. So I think it does, it does help him. Lastly, things to look for going forward. I think to look for how Kamala interacts with the campaign. And what I mean by that is what events does she do either by herself or with Biden? How does she support? How does she talk about Joe Biden? I think it's very important to see how she raises Joe Biden up, how she speaks about him, what experience she says that he's going to bring to the ticket, and how she puts her own legitimacy and her own, you know, political capital on the line to support his candidate candidacy. Second thing, fundraising. I want to see, is fundraising going to pick up because Kamala's on the ticket? And it's not just the two days after fundraising, it's going forward. Is it more enthusiasm there? Are there more donors that join? And thirdly, uh, I want to see if she really helps with policy proposals. I think the biggest thing, as Josh and I talked about, has been the lack of clear signature policies that everyone understands and everyone knows what the Biden administration is going to do. So how will she play a part in rolling those out and really making a big splash? And of course, um, even though I said the last thing, last thing is that vice presidential debate. I mean, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for her to kick, <laughs> to kick Pence to the curb on that. So I think she can hold her own, and I think it was a really solid pick. And now uh, on to Josh. Josh is going to take it away. Hey, guys. This is Josh from Free Course Politics. Just wanted to give you guys a quick little take on the vice presidency and Kamala Harris. She is the vice presidency in 2020 for Joe Biden. I want to talk quickly about what happened, uh, why it's a good pick, how it helps, and then things to look forward to. Uh, I know that um, Hills did something like this as well. I just wanted to throw in my two cents as well. So Joe Biden picked Kamala Harris on Tuesday. And if you look at who was being considered, it was Kamala, Karen Bass, 
Gretchen Whitmer, Tammy Duckworth, Val Demings, Susan Rice, and Keisha Lance Bottoms were considered to be the big people who were being considered. And all of them had their strengths and weaknesses, but I think if you look at across the board of those seven candidates I just named, uh, Kamala is the easiest and the safest choice. And I think that's why Biden picked her. She's a safe choice. Uh, she's going to ruffle the least amount of feathers. She's not as extreme as someone like Karen Bass. She is she's also a woman of color, which is why she probably beat out someone like Gretchen Whitmer. She has the right kind of governing experience. She is campaign ready. And also, I think she helps out a lot with the black uh, community as well as the larger Latino and South Asian American uh, community as well. Biden is not showing that he is holding a grudge because Kamala roasted him in the debates, which is really good. I think Biden needs to be pushed a little bit. Kamala will push him. But so far in all of their events, they seem like they have a very good relationship. How does this help Biden's chances? Well, it helps it because, like I said, Kamala is ready on day one, something that Biden desperately wanted in his vice presidential. Uh, pick. He wants someone who is ready uh, day one. In their first uh, joint address, Kamala did the job of a vice president. She attacked the current administration. She made the case against them. That's something that vice presidents always do. They always are the attack dogs. And I think Kamala is going to be a handful for the Trump campaign. It's really hard for the Trump campaign to figure out how they're going to define Kamala. Is she super liberal? Is she not liberal enough? Is she tough on cops? Is she not tough enough on cops? I think Mike Pence is going to get destroyed in the VP debate on October 7th. I think he is going to absolutely get demolished in that debate. So that was something that we can all look forward to is um, Kamala absolutely destroying Pence. In terms of where we go from here, you know, Biden and Kamala will be doing some joint events. They did a joint roundtable about COVID um, the other day. They'll be doing some more virtual events. And really, starting Monday, we have the Democratic National Convention. So the fact it's from uh, Monday to Thursday, you're going to have speakers like Bernie, uh, Michelle, Jill Biden, Kamala will be there. Obviously, Obama will be there, and Biden will also be there, all giving speeches. Um, that's something to look forward to. And really, once that happens, then you have the RNC, which is not worth watching. But really, once the two conventions happen, You've got like two months until the election. So things are really getting into high gear. We have conventions to look forward to. We have debates to look forward to. I'm sure there will be some kind of big thing that happens in October. And uh, Real Clear and uh, Real Clear Politics has the race as, as uh, Biden up. But he's uh, losing some steam a little bit. So this, is, this thing was always going to tighten. And as we... Uh, as we learn more and more and as things happen, Free Course Politics will be here with you guys to cover it all. So um, thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you next time.